0: The other day, I hosted my tinnitus mentor, Dr. Powell Jastroboff, PhD researcher, well known in our field. I hosted him at the Tinnitus Relief Summit, and he gave an amazing presentation. At the end of that presentation, we had an open period of time where we could ask questions. And someone from the audience named Kyle asked an amazing question, which I know will give you a lot of value and help you understand what needs to be done to Move your tinnitus journey forward to get more relief and to get better outcomes so before I pose the specific question that was asked, just want to go back and discuss what was dr jastroboff's presentation about. His presentation was about the history of tinnitus retraining therapy and why it's still a leading treatment for tinnitus. Dr. Jasjabov, in fact, created tinnitus retraining therapy. He was originally in these neuroscience labs learning about the brain's conditioned behaviors and how these subconscious processes in the brain are so powerful in controlling our health and controlling our behaviors. So you may know about Pavlov's dogs and classical conditioning. When there's two stimulus at the same time, the brain connects the two and then it can remove, for example, when the researchers removed the dog food from the dogs and they just played the bell and the dog started salivating. So it showed us this relationship between the brain. Now that's been expanded upon, but some of that same knowledge of conditioned reflexes is partly why tinnitus becomes bothersome. So, understanding how the tinnitus is linked to the emotional part of the brain that's categorizing the tinnitus as a negative automatic response, therefore the nervous system and the auditory response elicits this negative reaction, this automatic negative reaction or conditioned reflex to tinnitus. So, to decondition from that negative reflex We have to go through this retraining program or some kind of neuroplasticity program. So that is what tinnitus retraining therapy is designed to do. It uses sound therapy and one-on-one coaching and counseling to help someone's brain reshift and decondition from that condition response. This is a short interruption from today's video to announce the tinnitus quiz. Are you frustrated by your tinnitus? Does it affect your ability to concentrate or fall asleep? If you're ready to find lasting relief from tinnitus, visit tinnitusquiz.com to get personalized solutions, and treatment techniques to help you manage your symptoms today. Now, Dr. Jastropoff is one of the smartest people I know, knows the most about tinnitus of anyone that I know, and he's been helping individuals one-on-one in groups, teaching doctors, and doing research for decades. So, really just one of the smartest tinnitus minds and the most knowledgeable individuals out there on tinnitus. He is here to help us. So, his presentation Focused on tinnitus retraining therapy as a treatment, the changes, how it's been adapted over time, different expectations for someone with tinnitus or hyperacusis. All right. And the focus of this is to promote habituation, which is the brain and the brain's natural ability to reduce tinnitus over time when it learns to decondition from that negative automatic reaction, that negative conditioned reflex. It's learning to retrain, promote positive neuroplasticity, and have a better outcome and a different experience. When that happens, patients report, I'm hearing tinnitus less often, it's less bothersome, and oftentimes it's softer than what it was earlier. So that's the effect we're going for. And I felt that this comment from Kyle here was so important. Kyle asked, Dr. Jasterboff, at the end of the day, What's the most important thing to do for someone like me who's trying to habituate? What's the one thing that is the most important in your in your opinion? And he answered understanding, knowledge. We want to take out that possibility that your mind, this fear, anxiety, stress, wondering mind in the conscious mind starts to ask, what will happen if... What will happen if my tinnitus gets worse? What will happen if I get hearing loss? Uh, what will happen if I'm traveling or I use this kind of medication or will I become dependent on sound therapy? All of these questions I'm gonna answer in this video. If we don't have the right knowledge and understanding, then the, the conscious mind can keep us in this fight or flight state and the subconscious brain will have a hard time retraining itself to get to the desired relief stage of tinnitus. So now this is an important piece knowledge of how tinnitus works, the anatomy of what's going on between the ears and the brain, what you can do about it, what you can't immediately change about it, understanding the context here of everything that's going on, of what is the cause of tinnitus, what are the treatments, what are the therapies, what are the best possible practices that can help you. That helps calm the psychological core of the brain, this limbic system, the amygdala, uh, the limbic system is the network of the brain that it's referring to. The amygdala is the emotional center of that limbic system, which can be related to fear. And having a positive input into that system, getting out of those negative feedback loops is essential to promote habituation, to promote tinnitus relief. So, I'd like to think that a lot of the videos here on my YouTube channel are helping with this. Certainly, the Tinnitus Summit is doing that as well. This is so key. So, if you if this is resonating, let me know that helpful. Comment below on YouTube here, helpful, and uh, leave a thumbs up on this video. Now I want to get into these questions of what will happen if Dr. Jastreboff had said that the tinnitus retraining, the habituation effect, is coming from the subconscious auditory brain, meaning that we're not aware of what's happening. Similarly, we're not aware all the time that we're breathing or that blood is pumping through our our veins and our body. We're not aware of the work that the liver is doing. So, there's a lot of subconscious brain processes that are happening and making things go that we're not aware of. Habituation to tinnitus is one of them. It's happening below our awareness, okay? However, um, in the conscious mind, we have Attention, concentration, thought. And if I don't fully understand why Tinnitus started, what I can do about it, and how I can best manage it right now. If I don't have that knowledge that's so important to help calm those systems down, then it's going to be a struggle because my subconscious brain may be trying to promote habituation tinnitus relief because i'm using sound therapy i'm having the one on one guidance perhaps but the conscious at the conscious level it might be making it worse i wanted to make this video to expand on this topic because we all need to hear this it can only help us all of us now what will happen if so what will happen if my tinnitus gets worse will that be a a forever change no it won't it's a fluctuation It's a change that is temporary. It will settle and come down. If it's been a change that's lasted a number of months for you, keep working at it. It's not a permanent change. Tinnitus is neurological, meaning that it can change in the positive direction. It doesn't need any sort of structural operation to get it back. So tinnitus can change independent of hearing status, independent of other conditions like hearing loss. Now, what will happen to my tinnitus if... I get more hearing loss because my my parents have hearing loss and I'm only going to get older. What will happen to me? So hearing loss overall is linked to some tinnitus. However, if your hearing gets worse, it does not mean your tinnitus will get worse. In most cases, tinnitus gets better over time and everyone's hearing gets worse over time. So my vision, my hearing, well, all those senses, they're getting worse over time as I age. Same with you, same with everyone in your family. But tinnitus does not follow that trend. So, no, you will—you are not guaranteed to have worse tinnitus if your uh, hearing gets worse. In fact, you're most likely. I have a high probability that your tinnitus gets better. Okay, what will happen to my tinnitus if? I'm around loud noises, like I go to a bar or a restaurant or a place with loud music. It's an important question because we want you to feel happy and to live a full and productive life. First of all, using earplugs can help mitigate any problems with your tinnitus being spiked by loud noises. All right. So if your tinnitus fluctuates louder due to exposure to loud noise, then it's most likely just going to happen for hours or a few days. Okay. It's unlikely to happen for more than a few days. And if that does happen, then reach out to us, reach out to an expert like those at Tribal Health who can guide you through the process. So what will happen if, what will happen to my tinnitus if I travel on a plane? With the air pressure and the noise of the cabin, will it be safe for me? What will happen if, will I ever be able to travel again? The answer is yes, you can travel in an airplane. It's 99.9% of times time safe and not an issue. The only thing that to keep in mind here is if you cannot equalize your ears, maybe you have an ear infection, maybe you're uh, sick and your ear feels really clogged and there's pain in it, That'll be a time to not travel or be cautious about traveling because your eustachian tube is not clearing the air pressure. So when your ears go up, normally the ears pop when they go up, right? But if your ear cannot equalize that pressure, then you might have a lot of pain in that during that flight. Or at worst, you may actually have a ruptured eardrum. You might pop your eardrum, which is a temporary thing, but is painful. Now, what will happen to my tinnitus if I'm around music. Will I I play music? Will I ever be able to play music again? Yes, you will. Be patient. We work with a lot of musicians. We know that this is really intense and stressful to think of, will I still be able to do my passion or do my job or play music or be around music? The answer is yes. Just be patient. Use the tools that are available and don't believe that you won't be able to be around that kind of music again. It may be that some individuals had a very bad experience with music and tinnitus, okay? But for you, for a vast majority of people, That's not the case. There's a period of time where things are intense and there's a retraining period to get your tinnitus levels down and to learn how to use earplugs effectively to learn what's safe, to have that knowledge and that understanding. There is a period of time there, but once you pass it, you'll be all set. What will happen to my tinnitus if I have a bad night's sleep? Will it spike? Will I recover? So if you had a bad night's sleep, that's okay. Your tinnitus might be louder the next morning, but it should return back to normal levels soon. And getting healthy sleep should keep your tinnitus in check and back to normal levels there. So super important. And just a great, you know, a great reminder here is that tinnitus is not permanent. And if you have louder tinnitus because of something that happened, then just get your life back in check with stress, with sleep, etc. Work with a professional if you need help and your tinnitus should settle back to more manageable baseline levels. What will happen to my tinnitus if I use medication? Um, This medication says that tinnitus is a side effect and I don't want that but I think I need the medication for other reasons. It's an important point. Lots of medications list tinnitus as a side effect, but it's a very low probability that it will do anything serious. There are certain certain medications that are, uh, for example, cancer chemotherapy medications that are directly linked to hearing loss and tinnitus. Now, those have a strong probability of affecting your hearing, whereas Just to be on the label of possible side effects does not mean that the medication itself is highly correlated to tinnitus. So there are PDFs you can look up online. If you search medication probability to cause tinnitus, there's full list here. The American Tonights Association has a nice, a nice PDF printout on this. Just go to that. If you're working with a specialist, ask them their opinion. But typically it's safe because the medication that's been assigned or prescribed to you is usually done so because it's important for your health. So just keep that in mind. All right. Using sound therapy. What will happen to me if I become dependent on sound therapy? This is a question that we sometimes get. You won't become dependent on sound therapy, right? You'll use sound therapy until you don't need it anymore then you're in what we call stage 4 habituation where the tinnitus affects you the least and you're not bothered by it so you wouldn't you'll you'll be okay in silent places and if you wanted sound in silent places it wouldn't be because you're dependent on it it'd be because you like it so i'm, I'm not worried about anyone whose dependency on sound therapy or once once they reach habituation then they take sound therapy devices like the ones that we have at treble health they take tinnitus maskers off of their ears and then they become dependent that's not my concern okay let me know if you have any follow up questions on this uh this is ben thompson with treble health uh please do find us at treblehealth.com and i'm excited to share this video with you guys Talk soon, and check above me for the next video here, which I highly recommend watching, uh, where we'll link a conversation I had with Dr. Jasterboff before. Take care.